Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen Redemption, our fun-filled podcast where we revisit your favorite movie franchises and pitch subjectively necessary sequels. I'm one of your hosts, Houston Bodley. I'm another host, Brian Perry. Brian, it feels like it's been a long time since it's we been were doing this. two weeks. Which is usually what it is. Two weeks as always. Why does it feel like it's been a month? I don't know. I think, I think whenever we have like a guest... That sort of, you know, makes it feel a little different. That That's um, true. Who knows? We always have to change up our seating for a guest. That's true. And that always makes it feel different. It is awkward. a little bit of a crowded studio. So, yeah. Especially because I'm the one always sharing the mic. And that's so I'm true. always bumping knees with someone. Yeah. It's a little awkward. It is a very different experience than what we have right now. Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, we are, we do have a goal to try and have a guest every other episode or every third episode. Because we've been getting a lot of good response to the guests. We want to keep them. It keeps Brian and I on our toes and yeah, that's for helps sure. us when we're out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, but we have a good idea today that you should all be excited for. You know one thing that I feel like we've leaned on quite a bit? What? Trying to trick the audience before the movie comes out. We've done that a lot. I was looking through our last epi- our few episodes and it's like there's a bunch of them that are like, we're going to make the audience think that it's this kind of movie, but then it's this kind of movie. Like, what do you mean? What's an example? Um, uh, Bro Baby, I think was one. The Bro Baby? It was like, oh, they're going to think it's a fun, lighthearted sequel to Boss Baby. Oh, it's very much not But it was so. very dark, very weird. Uh, and I think we, we've done that a few times, and I think that's interesting. That's an interesting trend. Did you know, by the way, this is my small rant of the day. The Boss Baby... Like the actual real life, the boss, the baby, real boss baby starring Alec Baldwin as a baby got nominated for an Oscar for yes. best animated feature film. Well, that's because it was the best. Well, it's it was for its potential, right? Because they knew boss baby was coming along and they're like, it'd be, it'll be awkward if bro baby comes out and we're going to give it tons of Oscars, but we didn't give at least one to the first one. I think it was political. But all jokes aside, I'm very upset with but this. But seriously, <laughs> who nominated? The title alone should keep it from ever being considered for an Oscar. Yeah. They, I thought the worst was when- What about Su- Million Dollar Baby? That's fine. That's okay. Okay. Because that's a very serious Clint Eastwood directed movie. I'm just talking about like, the title. Oh, that's fine. Okay. It's unless, like, unless it's it really though, w- right? I like guess, a boss that makes a million dollars? I guess you're right. I would have interpreted it as this baby is worth a million dollars, which to me is okay because a baby is expensive. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) exactly right. But boss baby, like there's no good way to read that. I feel boss is not very often an adjective. Yeah. Except for maybe boss hog, but that's, I think title maybe bossy baby, bossy baby would be good, but because it's a baby, it can't say bossy very well. It goes boss baby. You know, I think CBO would have been a good name. Chief Baby Officer. I think that would have been a good name for that show. 
Alec Baldwin, the CBO. The CBO, chief coming baby this officer. fall to ABC. Right, because has the it feels like CEO. You know, CEO, yeah. CMO, CXO, CTO, CIO, CBO, the chief baby officer. That's what I would have named it. I agree with that, but at the same time, how many kids are going to be going to their parents None. and being like, "I want to go see that <laughs> CBO movie," you know? Chief you, baby officer. You know, chief baby officer. No, but that's a good way to trick their parents, though, now that I think yeah. about that. They'll think it's, it's like a Wolf of Wall Street type thing. Or they might not even know what CBO means. Oh, some silly kids movie. Let's maybe it's, go. Uh, maybe it's the Charlie Brown organization or uh, something, something like fun that. like that. Yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley's off season. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie about Charles Barkley's off season. The new hit sports movie, Charles Barkley's off season. <laughs> Um, so the parents are going to go to the theaters thinking it's Charles Barkley's off season. And little do they know they're in for the worst two hours of their life as they find out that Alec Baldwin is a chief baby officer. Yeah. Who abuses his older brother, Toby Maguire. It kind of makes <laughs> kind of makes me. <laughs> Wait, was it actually Toby Maguire in the real one or was that just our? I know he's in the cast. I think okay. he's the older version of the kid. I could see that. He has. But he could have voiced the younger child kid voice. Yeah. Um, so that's our Oscar talks. That's our Oscar talk. You go to other podcasts, you get a real discussion about who's going to win best Oscar. All the snubs. For you know. like best actor, like Gary Oldman, Timothy Chalamet. Who's it going to be? No, we talk about Boss Baby here. We find the real issues. Speaking of <laughs> Boss Baby, uh, we're talking about the Razzies today, right? Wait, was it not nominated for it a Razzie? It was not nominated for a Razzie. I mean, I kind of feel like it was sort of an inoffensive, like- not bad movie. I didn't see it. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure The Shining, 1980s Stanley Kubrick, Stephen King adaptation, The Shining. Yeah. Which I don't know why I explained all that because I feel like most people know what The Shining Even is. Even I know what The Shining is. I'm pretty sure that got nominated for both, both Oscars and Razzies. Really? And so if that got nominated for Razzie, even though it's a near perfect film, why didn't Boss Baby Get nominated. Get for at Razzie. least one Razzie nom. I get. We got get snubbed. I can't Razz- believe it got snubbed at the Razzies. The Razzie for the best blown raspberry that a baby makes with their mouth, because <laughs> that's what babies do, especially the chief baby officer. Yes, I actually was going to start the. I was going to start the episode with with me blowing a raspberry, but I figured that was not good audio, and also I didn't want to spit on these expensive microphones. Yeah. So anyway, good call. Yeah. So yeah, as Brian alluded to, um, normally when we come into this podcast, we usually have no idea what we're going to... I would say 80% of the time, we have no idea what we're going to talk about as far as a movie. We literally pull up Fandango as we're recording. There's some weeks where it's like, okay, Star Wars is coming out. Obviously, it's we need to make a, a Star sequel. Wars, yeah. um, but usually we don't know. Sometimes we have an idea. This week and our next episode, if you can hang tight with us, we're going to come... Not pre-planned as to what we're going to say, but pre-planned with our themes. Yeah. Because- That's sort of a structure, at least. It's that time of the year where movies get to go to Hollywood, and by Hollywood, I mean like fancy Hollywood, where they dress up and- And by movies, you mean people, right? And I mean people who were in movies, <laughs> and they get to get C-3PO awards. Yeah. Oh, they do They do kind of look like C-3PO's. Yeah. Um. Did we get any nominations? Oh, we got all of them. Oh, that's good. And all the Grammys. I actually wanted and all our, the Emmys. I wanted our Oscar episode to be giving Oscars to our own movies, 
but I figured that was probably even more pretentious <laughs> than the Oscars themselves. So I figured we'd do something else. Right off the bat, just quick tangent. What is your favorite movie that we've made so far? Oof. I think it was actually um, the Lego movie video game movie. Because it was actually a serious pitch? Yeah, it was a serious pitch, cause, but not a serious movie, right? Yeah. That one I was like, let's go pitch that one to the big boys or and big girls at whatever company makes that movie, which I, I don't know. DreamWorks, maybe? Warner Animation Group, I guess? That's Warner Brothers. There's like 20 of them listed here. Distributed by Warner Brothers. It's a Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, My favorite movie was Where's Rachel? Sorry. Where's Rachel? Yeah, that was that was definitely one of the movies we made. Yeah. What would be your Razzie of our movies? Probably also, Where's Rachel? Yeah, I mean, that's probably, that sort of walks <laughs> the shiny simul- line. I think it's our best and our worst picture. Um, so enough promoting our own selves <laughs> in the whole 23 episodes we've done. Like <laughs> we've earned a lifetime achievement award or something. Yeah. Um, so for this episode and the next episode, we have the idea of uh, doing movie mashups similar to the ones or the one that we did with the Marvel mashup a few episodes ago where uh, we are going to go through this week. We're going to do the Razzies. And so we are going to get the worst picture nominees. And kind of mix them up, test out a few different ideas of what we want to do for a movie, and then go back to the one we like the most and pitch that one. However, as we were looking through this, we realized we've already done sequels to the majority to of these of these movies. Yeah. Um, just to read off the list real quick, we've got Baywatch, Emoji Movie, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers Last Night. Baywatch we did, The Mummy we did, Emoji Movie inspired, uh, Where's Rachel? Yes. And so it leaves us with Fifty Shards shards 50 shades darker and transformers the last night um there's clearly one that we prefer to talk about yeah i'm not (laughs) although 50 shards darker does sound interesting as sort of like a fantasy type thing like collecting crystal (laughs) shards uh going on you know quests collecting all the dark runes yeah the dark dark and the light runes and the light runes you know but there's also 50 gray runes also lots of really graphic sex Lots of that. All right. We're done talking with that. Talking about that one. <laughs> so we have the idea. We are actually going to uh, fix a specific movie called Transformers Last Night. Are, think, we, are we going through the whole franchise? Fixing the whole whole franchise? Yes. I like that. That is what I meant to say. So bear with me. This is going to feel a little instructional, but here's what we're doing. We are going to take the five nominations from the Golden Raspberry Awards for Worst Director of 2017, we are going to then randomly select a Worst Actor candidate and then a Worst Actress candidate. We're going to pull the three of them randomly, tie them up into one of the Transformer movies. And then we're going to pull a random studio demand and we are going to pitch that Transformer movie as though it is the new reboot or we went back in time and established a new Transformers universe. Yes. So an example of this, to help clarify if that was a little confusing, we would, for example, randomly select Darren Aronofsky for Mother for Worst Director, Tom Cruise for The Mummy for Worst Actor, Katherine Heigl for Worst Actress, and then but the then first, it's trans- first Transformers. And then it would be the first Transformers movie. Yeah. And then we'd do a random studio demand. 
a lot to take in. It'll hopefully explain itself a as lot we go going through. on. Um, I do think that we should, to maintain some kind of stability, we cannot change the names of the Transformers movies. Agreed. We keep the names. The first is called Transformers. Transformers well, Rise of Fallen. I actually just had a, a sudden epiphany. All right. What if it's no longer Transformers, but Transformers Beast Wars? Do you remember that old TV show? I know it existed. I don't know if I ever actually watched it. It's the animal Transformers. Yeah, they're animals. I remember it's, like maybe a cheetah or something. Yeah. Instead of Optimus Prime, it was Optimus Primal, and he was a oh. primate. Okay. More specifically, a gorilla. That could be fun. Do you want to go with that? Just as like our our own individual studio demand on this, we will still keep sure. the titles, but it is now Transformers Beast Wars. Transformers Beast Wars, The Last Night, for example. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like but that. But we can just call it Beast Wars instead of Transformers. Okay, so Beast Wars, colon, whatever. Yeah. I like it. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, I know we... like three characters from Beast Wars, but that's the beauty. We can make up whatever we want. Should we get this wheel of spinning then? Let's do it. Okay. And let's just, we'll just edit out the, the wheel spinning to save us some time on this one because there's going to be a lot of wheel spinning. The first one is James Foley, the director for Fifty Shades. Do we skip the first one? The first one was decent. But it works with the five. It does. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, okay, so that is uh, the Fifty Shades Darker director, famous for his audio work. Cool. Because James Foley. <laughs> okay. I get it. That's the director. Uh, Tom, Cruise Tom Cruise for The Mummy. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence for Mother. I like that you're reading these like, like you were at an award show. Jennifer Lawrence for Mother. And is there another category we're doing? Is that and it? then Studio Demand. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's from Drew Mick uh, from the Headline Heroes podcast who says, A simple demand, more pigeons. I'm glad we went with the Beast Wars direction. Yeah. Oh, a Transformer pigeon. I think Megatron is the Mega Pigeon. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, maybe he digivolves later into something more intimidating like a dragon, but he'll start basic. He's yeah. a pigeon. I think it's a comedy. A little bit. Not I mean, the first one kind of was. The first yeah. one had that vibe, and I like that. It, I it, don't know anything about any other Transformer movie. It's Michael Bay-ish, childish humor. Yes, yes. Gross humor, but we will go a little more comedic. Megatron comes to Earth. He wants to rule over everyone, but unfortunately, he inhabited the body of a pigeon, so he can only transform into an intimidating robot who is about half a foot tall. Well, I don't think that space is necessarily... I don't think we necessarily have rules with that. It could be fairly big, right? I mean, even though it looks like a it, normal robotic pigeon, it yeah, could expand to four feet tall, maybe. Maybe, but you could still kick it or take <laughs> a buzzsaw to it and yeah, chop yeah. it in half. Okay, cool. Um So I would suggest that when we have these actors, instead of just starting from a new slate every time, I think these are new uh, people that we add to the Transformers verse. So okay, okay. Tom Cruise and Jennifer Lawrence are in high school. Just I just have yeah, I need that. I need Tom <laughs> Cruise to be in high school. I need it. Just like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> they are in high it's school. Tom Cruise and he's in high school. And Tom Cruise, the awkward stuttering man that he is, is in high school. He's in high school and he's very into he animals. Is, he is an ageless wonder. I do think he is yeah. in a zoology class. With Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, who was also in high school. Who is the teacher? 
<laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, I think we should flip that. I think Tom Cruise is the teacher, Jennifer nope. Lawrence. What if Jennifer Lawrence is the... Either they're both in high school. Tom Cruise is in high school. I, I am not budging on that. Tom Cruise is in high school. You can put Jennifer Lawrence in high school if you want. But Tom Cruise is in high school. He is a high school student, and he, I need it. He doesn't look like a high school That's student. That's fine. We're trying to save these movies, Brian. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and what did the last one not have? Tom Cruise in high school. <laughs> had Shia LaBeouf in high school, and the high school part worked. But we just need it to be Tom Cruise in high school. I need this one thing. Okay. <laughs> I demand it. <laughs> Tom Cruise has been held back. Yes. Okay. A few that's years. Fine. That's fine. A few decades, probably. Yes. And he is in high school. Um, there's going to be a lot. Of, all the CGI budget that we would normally use to transforming robots, it's going toward de-aging Tom Cruise. Okay. Yeah. Michael Douglas style. And Jennifer Lawrence is his teacher. Yep. Who's very attractive. And <laughs> this is starting to sound like a Michael Bay film. Without a but like, better, but way better because no, we're making it. Because <laughs> I was going to pitch Tom Cruise is in love with his teacher, and it's weird because it's his teacher, but he's older than his teacher. <laughs> no, that's that's why it's not weird. It just doesn't work, <laughs> Brian. I'm all about the craziness. Okay, fine. I relinquish. Okay, you you can have something later. Okay, cool. I relinquish, but in I exchange don't, for something later. I don't want Tom Cruise in high school. Okay, cool. He, uh, how about he is a science professor teaching zoology and Jennifer Lawrence is the principal or a student or a student. She looks young enough. I kind of like her as the protagonist of this. Oh, okay. Yeah, that she totally is, works. She is the female Shia LaBeouf, obviously a little more competent than Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Uh, and he, I think Tom Cruise is like the, uh, like the nerdy teacher on stranger things who like gets very into it and like. Like is very excited about learning and teaching and wants everyone to learn about these cool animals, especially pigeons. And so Jennifer Lawrence one day comes up to her zoology teacher played by Tom Cruise and says, hey, I found this weird pigeon. Like it's fidgeting. And by fidgeting, like it's, it's pidgeting. popping. <laughs> it's pidgeting um, like razor blades and arms are coming out of it and then going back. And you find out that this is bumblebee like oh. or the bumblebee equivalent. Got it. Um, and so it's actually not a pigeon because Megatron is a pigeon. Megatron is a pigeon. It uh, is a bumblebee. It is a bumblebee. It's a <laughs> it's a big bumblebee, <laughs> and it's spazzing out. And so they look at it, and they they realize there's something more to it. Wait, well, and her thought is to go, take this to a zoology professor instead of like a robotics professor or something. Well, th she thinks it's a weird bumblebee. It's it's Even big, it's made but of it's metal. not. It's not big enough to see. That it's shooting out weird mechanical right. arms am until I, you put a magnifying glass. Wait, am over I it. missing something from Beast Wars? Do they look like organic, like natural-looking animals? See, it was really crappy '90s CGI, okay. so it's hard to tell. Got it. Okay, I'm. I, this works for me. Um, so that kicks off their adventure. What is James Foley's? Uh, what is what flavor is that going to add to this movie? Okay, so here's the thing. He directed fifty. Shades Darker is yes. what he's nominated for. The thing is, I think we need to redeem all these people. So James Foley was known for having crappy sex scenes, crappy relationships. I think this needs to be a completely platonic movie. Does this mean that Tom Cruise is the equivalent of Megan Fox, but it's going to be platonic? It's very platonic. But he is Megan Fox. But he is Megan Fox. Are we going to have sort of a, a scene of him like, you know, 
putting the hood up of the the car. Uh, Except because Megan Fox was fixing a car and Transformers were cars then. Now he's fixing an animal. He's fixing an animal. <laughs> he's fixing a horse. <laughs> And he himself has a very long mane in this movie. <laughs> okay. So Tom Cruise with a mullet. Tom Cruise with a luscious mullet. Okay. I like it. And it's basically the plot of the first Transformers. Yeah. I think because we can't we need to vary too much from that. Because we need to shoot through these and then decide which one we want to go back to later yes. and spend more time with. Okay. Time for T2. Transformers 2. As I like Revenge to call of the it. Fallen. Yes. Is that and what it's not- called? Yes. Okay, cool. And never call it T2 because T2 is Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which is a perfect movie (laughs) and should never be associated with Transformers. Okay, cool. That was my joke, that it sounded like Terminator 2. Uh, Let's spin the wheel again several times. Okay, next is Michael Bay for Transformers last night. Okay, so Michael Bay is is finally going to get a chance at one of these Transformers movies. Finally. (laughs) Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades Darker. Who's that? <laughs> He's the main guy from Fifty Shades Darker. I didn't know if it was maybe the girl from Fifty Shades Darker. I don't know what their names are. Oh. Is, she's Dakota something. Yeah, Dakota Johnson. Emma Watson for The Circle. This is the one I was most excited about. This is the one that convinced me, like, I think she's a decent actress. I think she's, like, pretty good. Um, I think uh, this is a point I want to make about the Razzies. I think it's just the wrong combination, and I, th- I think that's why this mashup is so good. Yeah. We're giving these people a chance to shine where they really belong. Here's how I feel about the Razzies. A lot of people get mad because they think, oh, why are you calling them the be- or the worst actor? I get it. That's literally what they're calling them. I think it's more just a marketing ploy. Like, yes. oh, yeah, Tom Cruise, people know him. Johnny Depp, people know yes. him. They're not actually going for the worst no-name actor who yes. screwed up all their lines. They're going for who's going to attract people to watch this. They're obviously good enough to get noticed, but they did a bad performance. Or they were in a bad movie and because of that, yeah. we're going to make fun of them a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um and then Studio Demand. Um this is from this one is from Gloria Denise Walker uh from the podcast Gash. Uh the female characters can literally never speak to each other about a man. The ultimate Bechtel test or Bechtel. I think it's Bechtel. Do you know about the Bechtel test? Yeah, it's, I don't know the specifics, but it's like, you take the lead actress and like, how many times do they talk about a man in comparison to what else they talk about? Um, Yeah, and there's also like like, a, what is their purpose? Is there at least a conversation between two women that is not about a man? I think that's like the core of it. That's part of it, yeah. This is taking it to the extreme. There cannot be a conversation between women about a man. Ever. Ever. We're keeping with that plutonic. The whole movie, yeah. That plutonic. So I think we do we get to use our directing. actors from the first one? Yeah. So I think so they'll be new characters. I think they stay. They can interact with the last one. And the, what I'm not opposed to is that. Um, so let's just restate this. We got Michael Bay having a redemption shot at Revenge of the Fallen. Yes. Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades Darker and Emma Watson from The Circle entering the cast. I'm not opposed to them playing Autobots or okay, yeah. Mammal Bots. Yeah, I think that works. Um, Zubots. Whatever. What are they going to be called in this? I like Zubots. Zubots is good. It's kind of like a Zubat. Maybe one of them is a Pokemon. Yeah. Maybe Emma Watson is. Maybe Emma Watson is a bat. And Emma Watson can only talk to Jennifer Lawrence. And not about any man. Right. 
But I, she can talk about maybe robots or... Uh, what if we do this? What if Tom Cruise and Jennifer Lawrence, they have this epic adventure in the first one? Yes, that's a given. We have a cliffhanger. They get separated. Megatron has digivolved from a pigeon to a sparrow, which is another Pokemon. Um, I mean, is is a sparrow a step up from a pigeon? From a pidgey, yeah. All right. It's got peck. Oh, so you're saying Spiro is an up- upgrade from a pidgey. Okay. Yes. Cool. And Emma Watson um, is a Zubat. Wait, I, I, hold on. I don't think it's Beast Wars or whatever it's called. I think it's Pokemon. I think it's Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Screw this, Transformers. Yep, it's Pokemon. They're definitely Pokemon Transformers. <laughs> Um, and the big bad is I, a Pidgeot. I think we are in an alternate universe. Okay, yes. Where this is Pokemon a good movie. are real life animals. Yep, this is a good movie. This I like is, this. Uh, this I'm all good, on board now. A good franchise. Okay. Pokeformers. Pokey Transformers. Pokey Wars. Pokey Wars. Okay, cool. Um, Pokey Wars. <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> um, isn't there a movie called like Revenge of the Unknown? Pokemon movie. There is something with the unknown. I don't remember what it's I called. I think it's Revenge of the Unknown. They can be in this doing Perfect. something. We'll come back to that later if we decide this is one we want to explore. Maybe Jamie Dornan will be the voice of all of the unknown. Oh. Transformers. Unknown Transformers. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking of. Uh, they have this epic quest in the first one. Pidgey has evolved into Pidgeotto. Or Megatron has evolved into Pidgeotto. Yes. But he's still Megatron. Who can still transform into a robot. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I think this is how we save on the budget. Or Okay, I'll make a deal with you, Brian. Okay. We make this animated. Okay. That's how we get Tom Cruise in high school. Yes. Now it's not so creepy. It totally works. Yep, yep. It's all animated in the style of the old Transformers cartoons. So Tom Cruise and Jennifer Lawrence are both in high school. I think... Tom Cruise is the the president of the zoology club, though. Yes, he is absolutely, and he still has a mullet. Yeah, um, he is, and he is very awkward. He he spends his Saturdays apprenticing under Nurse Joy. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> so we're going full on. This is in the Pokemon this is, universe. This is Pokemon universe. But there's Transformers. Okay. But there's Transformers. This is one of our one of our great mashups. I love this. Good, good, um, good, good. Cliffhanger, Pidgeotto causes a whirlwind that sends Tom Cruise and Jennifer Lawrence onto opposite sides of the world, or in this case, Kanto. Okay. And they're trying to get back together and find Optimus Prime, who is indeed Pikachu. That works. Yep. Absolutely. And Bumblebee is a Beedrill. Oh, yes. I'm so glad there are so many Pokemon that are just animals. Yes. Okay, good. Um, What animal is Optimal Prime? I kind of envision him as like a Machamp. Actually, no. I mean, I mean, in in the original Beast. Wars. Oh, he's a gorilla. He's a gorilla. You said that. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he's a, maybe he's a, one of the gorilla. Maybe a prime ape. Optimus Prime, prime ape! ape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We cracked the, the perfect code. movie. Optimus Prime ape. Okay, good. Voiced by Shia LaBeouf. Oh, is Shia LaBeouf in it now? He is voicing Optimus Prime ape because he could be Jamie Dornan. Because he could be Jamie Dornan, but Jamie Dornan is the unknown. That works. And I think this is what happens. Tom Cruise, Jennifer Lawrence, they're trying to meet up with Optimus Prime Ape and Bumblebee Drill. And yes. they have to find a Pokemon companion. Yes. And so yes. Tom Cruise- Do they have starter Pokemon? I mean, are they, like a lot of times in the cartoons, they have- A little girl will have an Eevee, you know? Beedrill 
was the starter Pokemon. Of Jennifer Lawrence's character. Yes. Okay. Tom Cruise did not have one. That's okay. where he gets an unknown voiced by Jamie Dornan. Okay. I like it. What and letter? What letter is he? He's a J. X. D. He- <laughs> He's a G for gray. Okay, good. That's our little nod. That's good. Um, And then Emma Watson is a Meowth because Hermione Granger once turned into a cat in one of the Harry Potters. That's a good connection. Um, Um, Do we have any more human characters? Because what if- I think this is where, okay, Revenge of the Fallen, I think this is- because I think that's the one where they introduce like Megatron's dad or like his master or something. I think Giovanni, the evil okay. leader of Team Rocket, is then introduced to this. And he tries to capture this Pidgeotto who is Megatron, realizes he's all powerful and makes an agreement with him. Hey, I can help you and help you recognize your full potential. I have this Pokemon here who I think you can possess and really harness its power. Okay. You get a little sneak peek at the end of this movie it is the body of Mewtwo and it is Megatron 2 oh nice and is it Emma Watson and Emma Watson is Giovanni's Meowth or his Persian his Persian his oh Persian. that's a good fit that's a good fit um, I like Emma Watson as a villain but Jennifer Lawrence does need a companion I want I want a nurse joy I want a real nurse joy to come here and maybe we bring her in in the third one with whoever okay. we get our worst actress okay for the third movie because I think I think maybe the whole movie is, uh, the whole series is Tom Cruise trying to meet up with Jennifer Lawrence again. Yeah, I like that. Um, they're both sort of on separate quests and they'll learn parallel lessons as they yeah. go. Then they'll meet up and it'll be oh. like, it'll you'll think they're going to be like, oh, we're so in love now, but no, it's platonic. They'll shake hands and they'll say, good to see you again, old friend. And that's the end of the movie. I kind of the whole see series. this. I do think Jennifer Lawrence meets up with Ash Ketchum's group. Okay. That's her friends. For this one. For this one. Okay. And and uh, Tom Cruise now has an unknown yeah. guiding him. Okay. And he finds various uh, stragglers along the way who he buddy buddies with. Yeah. I mean, he is a zoologist. Here's what we do. I know what this is. Hold on. Hold on. You go, you go first. Tom Cruise meets up with Gary. Okay. This works with what I'm going to say, too. And no, it so doesn't. Jennifer Lawrence meets up with Ash Ketchum. So they are trying to get back to each other to take down this Megatron who is right now a Pidgeotto. But then the tension comes later in the series when Gary with Tom Cruise does not approve of Jennifer Lawrence with Ash Ketchum's group. And so there is a tension between their friends and Jennifer Lawrence and Tom Cruise have to connect the bridge. Okay. I like this. So I'm going to modify what I was going to say. I was going to say... Tom Cruise is a young Professor Oak. This is Professor Oak origin story. But what I'm thinking now, it's his son who we never hear about. So it's Gary's cousin. Gary's cousin. So they meet up and it's like, okay, let's do this. I like this. Okay. Yes. Well, isn't Gary Professor Oak's grandson? He is his grandson. And so I I was wrong. It's not his nephew. Um, So that makes this his other grandson and their cousins. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Uh, cool. I think we move on to the third movie. Yes, we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving, or this is going to be forever. Let's just power through these. Okay. Oh man, we have a good we have a good thing going here. The director is Tony Leondis. Leondis. Leonidas. I think it's Leonidas. I think it's Tony Leonidas. 
uh, played by Gerard Butler, who directed the Emoji movie. Wait, hold on. Who is Tony Leonidas? The director. For the Emoji movie. Got it. Played by Gerard Butler. Wait, why is the actor played by Gerard... The director is Because Leonidas is a character from 300. Okay, okay. Got it. Finally put it together. I was like, why is the director played by an actor? <laughs> okay, got it. Um, I think Tony Leonidas does break the fourth wall in the movie. Like, he comes in and says, hey, I'm the director. I'm helping tell this story. But he is voiced by Gerard Butler. Fair, yeah. Yelling all the time without a shirt and CGI apps. Good. Um, and I think the goal of this movie is to get to the Dropbox app. <laughs> yes. No, we want to steer away from that. Oh, that's right. We're we're redeeming yeah. this thing. Okay. Um, which for the record, the way we're redeeming Michael Bay in the last one, no explosions. No explosions. No action. Sorry, buddy. It's a very meditative movie. Yeah. Um But fun. But still fun. Very fun. I think this one is all about social interactions. Okay. So another meditative without technology. Without technology. No technology. Um, I think this is where you see Megatron 2 showcases powers. He's starting to come into his Mewtwo body and he cr- like basically does a psychic EMP on the Do world. Do we want to save Mewtwo for the fifth movie? Do we want to have a few stages before then? I think he's working it out and they realize how dangerous he is. Okay. Because he that caused works. this psychic EMP that got rid of all the technology. That's why there's no more technology. And so Giovanni's like, nope, I can't let you have this body. He puts him back in a Pidgeotto body. That's where Megatron leads this uprising against Giovanni and Team Rocket. Yeah. On the second one, was there any big conflict or was that sort of just a survival movie? I think it's just survival I like, movie. I think I like that better than trying to force some some conflict. Because it's all building to the final confrontation against Giovanni or Megatron. And Persian and Megatron too. And finding Optimus Prime Ape and Bumblebee Drill. Okay, cool. We got to start. We got to find Optimus Prime in this one then. Yeah. Right I in agree. the center, right? Yeah. It's time to find Optimus Prime Ape. I think Tom Cruise does find Optimus Prime Ape. I think he was actually voiced by Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is the voice of Optimus Prime Ape. Yes. All right. Johnny Depp nominated for worst actor for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man, Tell No Tales. Okay. And then Bumblebee Drill is voiced by... Do we not have a voice for Bumblebee Drill yet? Okay. Not yet. But it is now... <laughs> Tyler Perry for Worst Actress in Boo 2, <laughs> A Medea Halloween. Okay, good. Uh, as as Worst Actress. That's so I know we're looking a little, we're going a little retroactive here. We weren't supposed to introduce him to the third movie, but I do think Johnny Depp and no, Tyler Perry. Third. This is the third movie right now. But Bumblebee Drill and Optimus Primate were in earlier movies. Oh, okay. I do think Johnny Depp and Tyler Perry were in those movies earlier. I think we just see Optimus Primate off screen though, a little bit. I think you hear this mythos about him. Yeah. This great warrior. Yeah. And we see scenes of him, but he's not with the main characters. I like this idea of Optimus Prime Ape is now a shell of a man. And a shelter Tom, of a man, sorry. A shelter of a man. <laughs> and He's cloistered Tom himself Cruise, away. <laughs> All right. You got to stop or I'm not going to be able to finish <laughs> okay. this. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise is eating a banana for lunch and then this primate comes and steals it from him and they're chasing him. They're trying to get their banana back. They realize it is the Optimus primate and he's just gone crazy. He doesn't know what it is. How do you tell Optimus primate from a regular primate? Because he sounds like Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. Okay. None of the other ones do. Exactly. Can the Pokemon talk? Maybe normal ones can't 
But the Transformers The Transformers can. ones can. Got it. They transform their voice box. Okay, cool. I like that. I like how this is becoming more and more less Transformers. It is absolutely Pokemon because the only way to, re- re- uh, to redeem Transformers is to make it Pokemon. Agreed. Okay. Um, and what is our studio demand on this one? Spin the wheel. Okay. Okay. This one is kind of an, an Oscar angled one. And I mean angle literally. Needs more Dutch angles. Dutch angles are very pretentious. Great for Academy voters. That's from uh, John Bailey at the Popcorn Junkie podcast. So for those of you who don't know what a Dutch angle is, it is when the camera is tilted from the side. Um, You see them a lot in, like, the one that kind of made the Dutch angle the most famous, uh, ironically, was Battlefield Earth. It's where they put the camera at a, like, a corner shot. So you see the people from the side, and you're looking up at them. Okay. So... Like, it kind of looks like someone dropped the camera. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So This doesn't even sound familiar to me, but I like it. I don't know if there's that much to talk about in this one, but they will have a lot of Dutch angles. I like this idea of an animated movie in Dutch angles. With Dutch angles, I think that is very experimental and something that only Tony Leonidas would be capable of doing. Yes. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of it is helping uh, Optimus Primate regain his composure. doing? She finds Bumblebee drill. Oh, that's right. Okay. And uh, is is there any like conflict in this one then? Is there a, a big fight? I don't think we can do survival for three movies until the final fight. I think this is where Giovanni uh, realizes Megatron is too powerful. So he is trying to recruit people. He sends Team Rocket. He sends Team Rocket. Jesse and James. And they are trying to kidnap Pokemon. Okay. That's great. I like that. And so this is where we finally fight team rocket for the first time and that's what finally that sort of like bonds tom cruise with unknown and with uh, optimus prime ape is unknown gonna have a fun transformers name or is he just a normal unknown well he's he's voiced by jamie dornan so he is a transformer so he is we're gonna need more transformer names um Starscream. That's the one I was thinking of too, but it doesn't really work and he's a bad one. Maybe he is a spy for Giovanni all along. Yes, yes, yes. And his name is Starscream, spelled out in unknown. He's he's 10 unknown. (laughs) (laughs) Sold. We don't find out that he is the traitor until the fourth one though. And and he does sort of a sort of a Voldemort anagram reveal. And floats into the word Starscream, and you're like, what? what? And to Tom Cruise, he doesn't know anything about that because he's not familiar with the Transformers <laughs> universe. Um, I think we need uh, some anagram for Starscream for him to be known as, because I need this. Okay. Tar... Tar creams. Cream. Cream stars. That's bad. <laughs> what about... Rat cream. What about Care Smarts? Care smarts. Care smarts. Smart care. Smart care. Okay. His name is Smart Care, which sounds like someone trying to brand some sort of healthcare initiative. I think he is also a doctor. Just like The Ten Unknown are a doctor. Together they are a doctor. Okay. And that is what Tom Cruise aspires to be is a animal of, doctor. Of a Pokemon doctor. That's yeah. why he trusts them so quickly. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's the third one. That's good. Number four. Number four. <laughs> Man, this is wild and I'm loving it. 
I think this will be my favorite. I think this is already my favorite. I this like is our this best Oscar picture. <laughs> um, we've got Darren Aronofsky for Mother. We've got Mark Wahlberg for not just Transformers the Last Night, Daddy's Home 2. Oh, dear. As well. And then Catherine Heigl for Unforgettable. I think we need to introduce gym leaders into this. But yes. we before that, we do need to introduce a studio demand. We do. Um, and I, I do want to say both of them should be gym leaders. I think that's a good fit. Um, I think that Jennifer Lawrence is going to go up against the Catherine Heigl gym. Uh, and Tom Cruise will go up against the Mark Wahlberg gym with his 10 unknown. Yeah. I think he captures a few other Pokemon. And some others, of course. And Optimus Primeape is his main Pokemon now. Okay. <laughs> so our studio demand is uh, from Ty Von Plinsky from the podcast Side Character Quest, which is like just starting and I'm actually really wanting to listen to. Um, frogs are not being shown in a good light in this movie. Give frogs some better PR. So I think that's uh, we're probably going to do like a poly... A polytoad. Polytoad is in this. I think polytoad is in here, and he is just the best. I think everyone loves him. I think polytoad is great. He joins the party, and he is the one who finds out that the unknown are traitors. Another good one would be Froki. Maybe a nice Froki. We really want to sell that frogs are good. I think Froki teams up with Jennifer Lawrence's crew. Yes. Yes. I really like the idea of the entire franchise where there are two parties going through separate yeah, but parallel stories. Um, so Polytoad, Froki, they are voiced by the same actor who is... No, just kidding. Mark Wahlberg is... We've got our actors. Um, but but they, I do think they are... Uh, both. They both go to water-type gyms, and they go up against these, these frogs. Or they go to... Uh, I think Catherine Heigl is... Uh, Sabrina, okay, and Mark Wahlberg. Mark is Brock. Wahlberg is Brock. I'm Brock. I got a Geo dude. I got a Zupat. I got Vulpix. I got an Onyx. Ready hey, to go. Hey Onyx, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh uh-uh. uh There is. I think it's SNL or Mad TV. There is a sketch called, and it's like a series of sketches called Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. And it's just him talking to animals, and he always ends it with "Say hi to your mother for me." And they <laughs> people have asked him why. If he like says that, he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like very good. Okay, that's um, my recommendation. And so I think that's kind of the conflict is okay. Tom Cruise goes to Brock's gym, beats him handily with Polytoad easily because it's a poly. He's a so, water type. You're gonna beat a. You're gonna beat a rock gym. So it saves more time for the tension between finding out that the unknown are traitors and having to fight unknown. That's his re- main conflict. That's there. his okay. main conflict. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence goes to Sabrina's gym. Water type are not so... They're not particularly great against psychic no. type. And the other so, option is Catherine Heigl is Misty. Catherine Heigl is Misty, And actually. she has the Froki. And she uses Froki, but she abuses Froki. Yeah. And Froki's just a lovable guy. Yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence's conflict is convincing Froki to join her party where they love and romp and play all day. Yeah. And just, I can't stress enough, frogs are good. Frogs are very Frogs good. are good in this movie I think, and in real life. I think Bumblebee Drill and Optimus Primate both say that at some point. Frogs are good. Frogs are very good. Toads are also good, like Polytoad. Polytoad Who is, is not a frog, I recognize. Toads and frogs are both good. They're the same And animal. that's the tagline no of difference. this movie. Yep. 
Frogs and toads are both good. Okay. Uh, the fifth one. Oh, dear. Okay. So this is the last night. The last one. Pokey former is um, the last night or whatever we're calling it. Alex Kurtzman for The Mummy is directing it. Okay. Um, Zach Efron from Baywatch is the new introducee. Okay. And Dakota Johnson okay. is the worst actress from Fifty Shades Darker. I think we need to give Zac Efron a very uh, intelligent role. I agree. To counteract his Baywatch sort of dumb, you know, dumb jock attitude. I think Zac Efron is Blaine. Blaine, the fire gym leader, for one, that's very different from a lifeguard in Baywatch. Two, Blaine seems like a smart guy. Either that or Zac Efron is a Magmar. Um, Yeah. No, I think Magmar. I think he is Magmar. But is he, what Transformer is he? I really need some more Transformer names. I think at this point, here's here's how I'm going to make this work. Alex Kurtzman failed with The Mummy because he tried to focus on the expanded universe more than he did on the actual Mummy movie. And I think yeah. that's what the lesson of this movie is going to be. You thought it was a Transformers Pokemon crossover the whole time? It wasn't. It's actually just a Pokemon movie. And that's what you need to focus on is the simplicity, what is really important, Pokemon. Okay, yeah. And that's the twist of all this. It's not Transformers. There's the, no Transformers. Okay. It's all Pokemon. Um, and our studio demand is... Okay, this one is in all caps. This comment from our uh, from our, our studio executive, Matt Cruia, uh, from the podcast Stuff Weekly, says, More parody now. So it's a parody. It's a parody movie. What's it a parody of, though? I think we parody... Uh, Transformers. I mean, that kind of is that. That's probably <laughs> cheating. Um, maybe just Weird Al is in it. Weird Al is in it. Weird Al... <laughs> the movie's not a parody. It just has parodies in it. Here's what we do. All right. Giovanni realizes the errors of his ways. He comes to Tom Cruise, and he comes to Jennifer Lawrence. They finally meet up together. They have their moment where they embrace plutonically and they get ready to face down the final threat, which is Megatron 2 in a Mewtwo body. And they realize, you know what? He's just too powerful. Optimus Primeape, fighting's not good against psychic-type Pokemon. No, it Bumblebee isn't. Drill, poison-type's not good against psychic-type Pokemon. We need something greater. And that is music-type. Oh, they a new type. They find the legendary Pokemon... That can only be found when Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno, who are all voiced by Catherine Heigl, I believe. No. Uh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yes. When they sing their songs of thunder and fire and ice. Songs of fire and ice and thunder. Yeah. From all the inner magic of the core of the earth comes a streaming light from the heavens that converges with it. And in the blinding light that is produced emerges Weird Al Yankovic. Well, I mean, it technically would be Lugia in this case, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, to make some changes Well, that's here. what he's symbolic okay. for. Okay, cool. Because um, I, I, was, I, I was actually going to pitch a Pokemon name for Weird Al. Um, weird Cordian. Like accordion, but weird. Weird Cordian. Weird Cordian. And he's an accordion with like long curly hair and glasses. Weird Cordian, the Pokemon. Music type. 
Or it's just Weird Al. Or it's just Weird just Al. Just like the guy Weird Al coming from the depths of the sea. Yeah, that's better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then it explains why Weird Al is so much different than the rest of humanity. It's because he is a Pokemon <laughs> in real life. He is a Pokemon. Um, and also a Transformer because he can speak. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. And oh, he dear. sings a parody of the Pokemon song replaced with Transformers lyrics. I mean, he does have a song called Pokemon where he lists Pokemon. So maybe it's just that. But with Transformers. Yeah, exactly. And he defeats Megatron too. And thus we have the epic conclusion of the Pokemon. Oh my gosh. So this whole time you think that Tom Cruise and Jennifer Lawrence are going to like meet up and defeat Megatron too. But actually they just meet up and are friends and they're like, wow, I'm glad that was over. And actually Megatron 2 is defeated by Weird Al. Yes. With the power of mu- parody music. Uh-huh. I like it. It's a good series of movies, and we've redeemed it fully and completely, and there are no flaws in these movies. I think this is literally the best work we've ever produced. It's very Brad. good. It came together very well. I think this is our best picture winner. It's best picture, screen. yeah. Best Redemption. picture. I take back everything I said earlier at the start. I think it's better than anything we've ever made, and I'm really happy about that. Okay. Let's wrap it up. I mean, so we're keeping the titles the same, the subtitles the same, but we are changing Transformers to Control F. Huh? To Pokeformers. Pokeformers. Okay. What was the tagline you said earlier? I liked it. (laughs) All frogs and toads are good. Yeah, frogs and toads are good. I think that's a very good tagline. Gotcha. And really the message of the whole thing. I love it. Okay, now it's the perfect movie. Now it's the perfect movie. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thanks to all of our uh, studio executives in the audience uh, for sending in those studio demands. Very helpful. Yeah, very we fun. wanted to do something special this week. We actually uh, turned to a few of our fellow podcasters and had them make some demands. Yes. And they were perfect. They were perfect. They, and they Because were all... frogs and toads are great. Frogs <laughs> and toads are great. You should go back, re-listen to their studio demands so that you can go check out their podcasts. Yes, absolutely. Um. I think we're good. Do you want to tell them where they can find us? I do. Um, you can find us on Facebook, the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word as always. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, and most other places where you can get podcasts except for Spotify. Um, one thing that I I, uh, I do want to ask you, listener, is uh, is uh, we, we could use some reviews. We've had some really good feedback um, in some Facebook groups and some some people we've talked to, but... Some iTunes reviews would be like super helpful. It would be very nice so I don't have to keep going there and giving myself five stars yeah. every time. Well, and right now it just says not enough reviews. And so people don't even know if we're bad. Yeah. I, I, I want mean, people to looks... be aware. So give us more reviews so that we can have a review. Yes. Um, we would really appreciate it. Um, with that being said, we love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy the Razzies. Yes. If you watch them. And uh, this is a perfect one for the Razzies. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. You forgot to say your name. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bob. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.